A couple of weeks ago, I went on a hike and I gave JC, one of my best friends, a call. We began to talk about spending time doing things we love and don't love, and it made me realize that I have been prone to spending time doing things that I don't particularly want to do. I find myself in these situations and then I am upset, frustrated, and wish I was doing anything else but what I am doing at that moment. And I also realized that at the age of 27 years old, I'm over it. When we were young, we were taught to do things because we were asked to or told to. And I think I've been living in that belief past my childhood. So I recently said to myself, self, enough is enough. It's time for me to take my life into my own hands and say no when I want to say no. What is going on, beautiful people? You are listening to the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast, where we focus on personal growth and cultivating a healthy relationship with ourselves. I am your host, Tyra the Creative, actress, content creator, and mental health enthusiast. So y'all, today, I just want to talk, and we will be talking about the N-word. Now, before I make y'all super uncomfortable, we will be talking about the word no and just how powerful it is. I've been saying no more recently and it honestly feels so freeing and so great. And I'm ready to dive into the episode. So let's just jump into this week's affirmation. This week's affirmation is, I prioritize taking care of myself. Ooh, let's go ahead and drop in y'all. I prioritize taking care of myself. I prioritize taking care of myself. I prioritize taking care of myself. What does that look like to you, y'all? If you're driving, I just want you to drop in with us. But if you can close your eyes, close your eyes and really envision what prioritizing yourself looks like. I prioritize taking care of myself. Let's say it one last time together. I prioritize taking care of myself. Mm. Y'all, I think saying no is the epitome of prioritizing taking care of yourself. Saying no puts your life into your own hands versus the other person or people, whatever. And saying no also sets boundaries with loved ones, friends, co-workers, rules, whatever. And to put it plainly, no is one of my new favorite words, y'all. So story time. I just had therapy um, a couple of days ago and the bulk of this session was just me sharing with my therapist 
different situations that I've realized that I've been in in the past. And I've said to myself, I don't want to be in those situations anymore. So I'm going to take you guys through maybe two of them. I was just telling my therapist the other day that something that I do not want to do anymore is help friends move into new spaces. Now, I know this may be, or it may seem like it's a very specific thing, but I just use that as an example of something that I used to always say yes to because of course I'm going to help my friend out when they really need me, but it's not something that I enjoy doing. So long story short, I've helped friends move in the past and I've just found myself really frustrated with the whole ordeal because I don't like to move at all. I don't even like to move myself into new apartments or new spaces. Granted, I have asked friends in the past and I think that is the main reason why if a friend asks me to help them move, I immediately say yes because I've needed help in the past and I've had a friend to help me out. Now, fast forward to now, I currently live in a new apartment. Well, kind of new apartment. I just renewed my lease. I've been here for mm, 13 months now. And I didn't ask friends to help me move. I hired movers. And I said to myself, I don't want to move. Let me make sure that I'm setting aside some money to move into my new space. So... I hired movers, but I did have friends help me pack and mm, not really unpack, but you know, if a friend wanted to come over and see the place and I was unpacking, they would help me unpack. And I said to myself, I am open to helping friends pack up their stuff and unpack their stuff. But the root of it for me, the thing that I didn't like was the actual moving of equipment and furniture and stuff from point A to point B. Let's hire an expert, right? So I said to myself, if a friend ever asked me to move, I'm going to tell them no, but I will give them money towards a mover. And I think that's a pretty good, you know, switch off, but it still, it still makes me feel a little guilty on the back end, y'all. Now, I haven't had to use this in you know, since I've decided that I don't want to help friends move, but I'm glad that I was able to come to that agreement in myself. Like, okay, I'll help you pack. I'll help you unpack, but I don't want to help you move because I just don't want to do that. And I think the main reason why I've helped friends and just not said no in these situations is because I felt like I didn't have a good enough reason to say no. And The thing that I finally become sure of is that no is a good enough reason. No is a complete answer. I don't need to apologize for saying no because this is my life. This is my time. This is my energy. And even though I'm saying it bluntly now, I'm going to say it in a loving way when I tell my friends or family, whatever, hey, I don't really want to help you do that, but this is what I can do. And I think that is the trade-off for me that actually works. Now, besides that, let's take it to another situation. So I am a homebody, I've come to realize, and something that used to, y'all, just piss me off when I was in college or really like my whole like adulthood until now 
was being stuck at a place, party, event, somewhere, and waiting for whoever I was with to be ready to go when I'm ready to go. So, and again, this is very much so a specific thing, but when I was in college, um, if me and my friends wanted to go out somewhere, I would typically just carpool with them. We would all ride in one car, but I was always ready to go before everyone else. So I would just be sitting there miserably until everyone is ready to go. And I'm trying to like, you know, keep my spirit high, but I'm really, really, I'm ready to go at the end of the day. But I also don't want to make my friends uncomfortable or rush them, you know, that whole tug of war situation of being in a carpool situation. So I said to myself, self, we not going nowhere else without driving our own car and having a conversation with friends who want to ride with me. If I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. Because at the end of the day, this is my car and I get to leave whenever I want to leave, regardless of who's with me. As long as I have that conversation up front so they know what they're getting themselves into, I feel totally fine with that. So these are two of the situations that I talked with my therapist about um, on Friday. And she just took a second and then she was like, I am so proud of you. You have come such a long way. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, I love how you are stepping into yourself. You're truly becoming an adult. And I was like, um, Kim, what you talking about, girl? Like, what you mean? I am an adult. But I know what she meant. She simply meant I'm coming into my own and I'm being confident in the things that I want to spend my time doing versus the things that don't necessarily serve me. And something that I struggled with for a long time was exactly how I'm talking about these specific situations. I would just feel so guilty and I would just feel so uncomfortable for saying or even thinking that I was in a less than stellar situation. So what I want you guys to get from these two stories that I just told is you don't have to apologize for saying no. And no matter how specific the situation is, it's okay for you not to want to be in that situation. Now, granted, let's take it back to the moving thing. I just don't want to help you move. I'm sorry. Like, I love you, but I don't want to do that. And I need to stand firm in that because if I don't and I'm helping you move, I'm probably going to have a bad attitude. Like, you're going to notice that something is up with me because I don't want to be here. I love to help out my friends, but I also have to remember that I have to prioritize myself. And the only way that I can help my friends or, you know, give to someone is from my overflow. So if I'm in a situation where I'm not working from a place of overflow for my friends, we both just going to be in a draining situation. And that's just not okay. So it's very important that we stand firm in saying no. And I want to make sure that you guys understand that I'm not just out here like bluntly saying no to people and hurting their feelings. It's really an art. So I was also telling my therapist, I was like, I really need to spend some time figuring out how to say no, because I feel like I can be very blunt and frank and it can come off as insensitive and mean. And I think the main reason why that has been happening to me, or I feel like, you know, when I say no, that's been happening is because I've been for such a long time, I've, I have been putting myself on the back burner. So it's this built up 
almost resentment, but not really resentment that I have. So it just blurts out. It's like, uh, no, ma'am. But that's that's honestly me. You know what I mean? Like that's honestly me just moving from a place of been there, done that. But I really need to learn how to deliver that to friends. So the first thing that I started doing is just start. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. Practice things that you want to say. Like, let's take the moving situation, for example. Even though I've said no, I thought to myself, what can what can I say in this situation that will, you know, ease it? Or um, what can I offer you? Because I, you are my friend and I do want to help you out. So, like I said, I came up with this. I figured out that the part that I hate is actually doing the manual labor, like just hire a mover. So I would say to my friend, hey, friend, I won't be able to help you physically move your stuff, but I'm more than happy to help you pack up or unpack once you get into your new space. And if that doesn't work for you, I'm more than happy to give you some money towards a mover. And I leave it at that. And if they don't want to take that, then that's on anybody because that's all that I'm willing to do. And I have to stand firm in that. Now, Let's take the second example, going to events and things with other people um, and them riding in my car or asking me for a ride. Hey, friend, um, I know this event ends at 2 a.m. I'm probably going to leave around midnight. If that's okay with you, sure, you can ride with me. But if you would like to stay for the entire length of the event, then I'm going to have to say no, because I don't want to put you in a situation where you don't have a ride home and I don't want to stay any longer than the time I've allotted for this event. And that gives them all the information they need and they can do whatever they want with it. But y'all, it's 2022. I'm 27 years old. It's time for me to be the adult that I want to be and start prioritizing myself in the ways that I haven't always prioritized myself because honestly, enough is enough. So I'm going to, I was on Pinterest and I saw this post that says helpful phrases for saying no. And I really, really, really think it's important to have some of these in your back pocket because you don't want to find yourself in a situation where someone asks you something and you want to say no, but you don't know how to say no because you don't want to hurt their feelings. So we're going to go through these just to like help you out. Feel free to pause the episode and write them down. Um, Practice them in the mirror because sometimes saying no can be daunting to some people. But okay, helpful phrases for saying no. I can't give you an answer right now. Will you check back with me? And that gives you time to physically say, like, figure out why you want to say no. Like, let's say that you do want to say no. Figure out why you want to say no and how to deliver this information to that person. Because the way you deliver it to your mom may be different than the way you deliver it to your boyfriend. And that may be different than the way you deliver it to your best friend. Next one. I want to, but I'm unable to, period. I'm not able to commit to that right now. And y'all, this one, it just convicted me because that is what I need to start saying to people when they ask me to go to an event or go somewhere in a few days and I don't necessarily know what's going to be on my calendar. So I work from home and literally... 
a few days ago, my friend asked me to go to this event with her that's actually going on literally right now. Like it just ended, it just ended like 30 minutes ago. But at the time when she asked me, I said, I don't know what's on my calendar right now. Let me check back. And I looked at my calendar and nothing was on it. And I was like, well, nothing's on the calendar and I want to spend time with my friend. So let me just tell her that. And that's what I did. But today came the day and I'm going to be filming all day tomorrow. So when it was time to go to the event, I was like, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to go. I need to do my hair. I had all of this stuff to prep for being on set all day because I have an 830 a.m. call time tomorrow. So I ended up saying to her, hey, I'm not going to be able to do it. But I did apologize in this moment because one, I canceled last minute. And two, I should have said from the jump, I'm not able to commit to that right now. So I will apologize if I do say yes. And then I change my answer to no last minute because that can honestly be an inconvenience to my friend, family member, whoever I've already committed to doing something to. So that one, it definitely hits home for me. I'm not able to commit to that right now. And I'm about to literally like write it in my hand and say that to everybody. Next one. I really appreciate you asking me, but I can't do it. Love that. I understand you really need my help, but I'm just not able to say yes to that. Ooh, there we go. I'm going to say no for now. I'll let you know if something changes. You know, that is a great one. I have another story for you. So in my, I have a family group chat with my cousins and my cousin's birthday was a couple of days ago. Today, they went out to Chili's for his birthday and he asked, hey, who's coming? And my brother said that he wasn't going to go because, and I'm obviously not going because my family's in Louisiana. But my brother said, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it because I have to work. Um, and I don't get off until around like five o'clock or something. So my cousin said, well, we're not going to be making our way down there until about five. So let me know. And my brother said, okay, well, count me out of the head count. And if I'm able to make it, I will show up. And I love that he said that versus, okay, um, cool. I'll just let you know, or something like that. He said, count me out for now. So you get a definite, like, don't plan for me coming, but if I can, I will show up. And I love that. Um, because it keeps everything matter of fact, and it keeps everything definite. So that was, that was just my story. <laughs> the next one, I'm honored that you would ask me, but my answer is no, just like that. No, I can't do that, but here's what I can do. Oh, there we go. And that is definitely an example attached to the moving situation. No, can't help you do that, but this is what I can do for you. I can give you this money towards this mover. I can help you pack up your stuff. I can help you unpack your stuff once you get to your place, but I'm not helping you move the boxes from house A to house B. It's just not going to happen with me. And then the last one, I just don't have that to give right now. Now, this is a great one if you have friends who ask you for money or ask you to borrow things that you have that they like to use. I just don't have that to give to you right now or I can't, I can't give that to you right now. And just leave it at 
that. But I hope this definitely helps you to just see how many ways you can say no. But I also want to say no is a complete answer. And you can leave it at that if you want. But I know most of the time when we're actually thinking about how we say no, we're talking to someone that we actually care about. And that's why I think it's important to have a couple of these phrases in your back pocket so you're able to keep your relationships healthy and communicate properly and confidently with your loved ones. Now, we also mentioned not apologizing when saying no. And I have a couple of phrases that you can use for that as well. Because we don't have to apologize for saying no, y'all. We do not have to. So the first one is, I won't be able to make it and I'm grateful you invited me. Versus saying, sorry, I won't be able to make it. The next one, no, that doesn't work for me right now. That sounds amazing. It's just not something I can commit to right now. I love that. And I absolutely love this last one. Thank you for thinking of me. Tonight, I plan on laying low. I love that. And that's something that I could have said um, maybe to my friend or whatever. Like, I just, you know, I just want to chill at the house. I don't want to go out. I don't want to do this, that, and the third. Like, this is what I plan to do. And I would rather do my plan than, you know, go out with you. Y'all know I am all about self-care. And one of my favorite self-care activities at night is listening to a sleep story. So I've been using this meditation and sleep app called Calm that I think you guys would really like. I mean, I've talked about it a few times on the podcast already. So it's only right that I tell you guys about it. So I love the sleep stories and they are the perfect way to wind down and drift off to sleep after a long day. And y'all, to be honest, I recommend the ones that are actually for kids the most because they have fun voices, music, and sound effects. But they also have some that are more meditation-based to drift off to sleep as well, which I listen to when I'm feeling anxious or I've had a really tiring day. So I want to help you experience the joy meditation brings to my life. So I'm giving you a seven-day free trial of the Calm app. So head to the link in my show notes to check out the Calm app today and prepare to be more calm on a daily basis. So I decided to film this episode just because of the conversation that I had with my friend, the conversation I had with my therapist, and this party that I ended up not going to. And I just want to end with saying why no, why saying no is so important. Y'all saying no and being able to say no is so important because it allows us to choose where we put our time and energy. So whenever you're thinking about saying no, you really need to weigh out where's your time and energy going. Are you going to be okay with your time and energy going towards these things? Is there anything that you would rather be doing that if you're doing something else, you're going to feel upset, frustrated, whatever, that you're not doing this other thing? And it also allows us to focus on giving it to the people and the parts of our lives that really deserve our time and energy. 
And truly, when we start to say no in certain situations where we don't want to put our time and energy, that is when we'll truly start to thrive in this life. Just like our affirmation of the week says, I prioritize taking care of myself. And that is super important. So this was honestly kind of like a rant, I guess you should, you could say, but I just really wanted to get this off of my chest. I literally had this idea. This was not the episode that I had planned for this week, but I do think that we need to find power in saying no. We need to find confidence in saying no, because it's a very powerful word and we really need to stand firm in who we are as human beings because I really truly believe the reason for I've been in these situations for so long is because of that belief or because of that thing we're trained to do when we're little to do what we're told because obviously we have to obey our parents and they're just you know teaching us how to be obedient to them and that's not necessarily a bad thing and we're not going to get into that but I think for me I took that idea of doing what you're told And I just allowed it to trickle over into other parts of my life. And I've finally become aware of that because no was not in my vocabulary, y'all. If someone asked me to do something, I would feel obligated to do it. And then I would just get it done. And I would say, okay, well, it's over. No, our time and energy is precious. We only have but so much time on this earth and it needs to be spent doing things we want to do. Saying no is getting easier for me, but I still have my moments when I feel guilty for saying it. It's typically attached to another feeling, and I have to really take inventory and realize that I'm not feeling guilty for saying no, but I may be feeling guilty because I haven't spent time with this person in a while and they asked me out to a party or because I promised I'd be there and I changed my mind the last minute. So the next time you are feeling guilty about saying no, Think about the root of that feeling because on the surface, it can look like it was the actual act of saying no that makes you feel guilty or uncomfortable. But if we dig a little deeper, we may find another reason for that feeling. Uh-oh, y'all, you know what time it is. It is time for our fun closing segment. And today, y'all, we're going to do recommendation of the day where I share a recommendation with you. Well, today I have three that I'm going to share that I just want you guys to know about. So for today's recommendation of the day, I'm going to be sharing some things I've been absolutely loving lately. And there's three of them. So the first thing I'm, oh my gosh, I shared this on my Instagram. Y'all, there's this small company, small business called Split. And hear me out. It is peanut butter and jelly or nut butter and jelly packets that you can take on the go. This kind of sounds like an ad, but I promise y'all, this is not an ad at all. But I was at home recently and I was just in Walmart with my daddy. 
and I came across them and I've been seeing them circulating YouTube. I see people eating them or I just see them in people's cabinets and they're great for working out, going on a hike or just having a little pick me up besides a granola bar because I'll just take a granola bar with me all the time. But I absolutely love peanut butter and jelly. And before I go to the gym, sometimes I'll take a scoop of peanut butter. So I love this because there's like no preservatives. It's very healthy. The, the jam jelly preserves things that they have are so good. They come in a bunch of different flavors. The one that I love is the peanut butter and raspberry jam. And then they also have peanut butter and grape, which I have in my pantry right now. And y'all, they're sold out on their website and they're almost sold out on Amazon. Like I think they... Like this brand is popular, I guess, because like it's so hard to find these little little spit, split packets. So I ordered a big packet of the cashew butter and sour cherry preserves. Oh my gosh, I had one today. I was on my way to play tennis with my friend Anastasia and I had one on the way there and I was just like, this is so good. Like the jelly is just so good. It tastes so fresh. It literally tastes like you made it at home. It's so good. So I'm gonna link it down in the show notes. They are out on the website at this very moment, but definitely go check back, follow them on Instagram to see when they'll have like a restock. And they also sell them on um, Amazon. And I personally found them in Walmart. So try it out. If you love peanut butter and jelly, They it's a split packet, so it's not mixed together. So you can really just eat the peanut butter by itself, jelly by itself if you would like, but I just fold the packet over and I eat it at the same time and it's mess free. Very, very good. Second thing that I've been loving that I always talk about on my Instagram are my Celsius drinks. Y'all, so good. They are like a more healthy energy drink, I guess I could say. Tons of different flavors. They are carbonated, but they don't have any sugar. And that's what I love. And they also don't have like um, all of that stuff that like monsters have in them that make them so bad. But I love a Celsius and I have one every single day. If I Well, if I don't have a Celsius, then I have a cup of coffee. But Celsius's are so good. And my favorite flavor is like the mango passion fruit. And then there's like a tropical vibe, a peach vibe. They're super good. Highly suggest you try them out. And I'll be talking to one of my friends, y'all. And every time she has a Celsius, it takes her to the bathroom. So if you're irregular and you need to be regular, Take a Celsius and it may help you regulate. Third thing that I've been loving are these Oreo cones, like these Oreo ice cream cones that I got from Target. Y'all, I ate the whole packet. Granted, the packet had four in there, but they're full-size ice cream cones. So, so good. They said that they knew. I'm going to link it down in the show notes. Try them out. They remind me of this ice cream cone that my school used to sell when I was in middle school. So it was really for a nostalgic reason. But when I say they are so good, like cookies and cream ice cream is just so delicious. It's a chocolate ice cream cone and then it's dipped in the coating chocolate. Oh, y'all, so good. And it's summertime. So every night I'm like, okay, I didn't finish eating dinner. Let me go and grab some ice cream. I've been eating so much ice cream, but I ain't even worry about it because like I said, I played tennis today. I already had my ice cream cone tonight and I'm going to have one tomorrow, but I linked them all in the show notes for you guys. And I hope you guys enjoyed this recommendation of the day. Um, I know it's a little bit different and it really had nothing to do with what we talked about today, but these are some things that I have genuinely been loving and I want to share those with you guys as well. 
bring you into my life a little more on some more light things on a lighter note, because we do talk about a lot of heavy things on this podcast and a lot of real, um, a lot of real issues that are going on. But I want to also bring a light element to it because I love to keep things happy. I love to keep things light, but I also love to talk about real things as well. So that's all that I have for you guys today. Make sure you join us again next week on the Affirmations with Black Girls podcast. Please subscribe, rate the podcast. I absolutely love listening or reading all of you guys' reviews that you leave and follow us on IG and Twitter. Our IG at Affirmations for Black Girls and our Twitter AFBG underscore podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And this was Affirmations for Black Girls. See you next week. Hey y'all, Tyra here. Let me tell you about one of my favorite credit cards. And before you stop listening because I said credit card, hear me out. I used to be terrified of credit cards because honestly, y'all, I would act a fool with mine and I would spend money on things that I didn't need and rack up thousands of dollars in debt, but only pay the minimum balance, which leads to a lot of interest. So when my score went down to 600, I said, Tyra, enough is enough. And I looked on Credit Karma and saw recommended cards for me based on my credit score. And the first one I saw was the Chase Freedom Card Unlimited. So I applied for it and I got accepted in literally two seconds. This card is awesome because it lets you earn $200 cash back after you spend $500 on purchases within the first three months. Y'all, that's less than $200 a month on the card. And before you say, Tyra, that's still a lot of money, those purchases can be anything, bills or any monthly payments you know you already have to pay. So I personally put one month of rent on the car and immediately paid it off because I pay rent every month and I got the $200 cash back just from using my Chase card to pay my rent. And it also has a rewards portal where you can redeem points and cash back for gift cards, trips, and even pay off your credit card. So I recently used the rewards to pay off a meal that I had at Chili's that I put on the credit card. And I also went to Dallas a few months ago and even bought a rental car for my trip through the rewards portal using points that I accrued using the car. Y'all, it's overall a great deal. And I think it's a great introductory card with no annual fees and 0% interest for the first 15 months. That means if you have a balance that rolls over to the next month, you will not have to pay any interest on that amount for the first 15 months. So it helped me build my credit back up and I think it may help you too. So for your cash back offer, use the link in the show notes to apply for the Chase Freedom Unlimited card today. Okay, y'all, we know making big purchases can be scary, but part of self-lovery is allowing yourself to buy the things you need and 
want. Affirm makes this possible. Affirm lets you buy now and pay later with no lay fees or surprises. They give you a virtual card to use in store and you can shop your favorite stores right from the website. You can even open a savings account, which I honestly just did and it is a high yield savings account, so I highly recommend it. I wanna help you take away that fear of big purchases, so I'm giving you $30 towards your first purchase using Affirm. Use my code, which I have linked down in the show notes of this episode, and you have until September 5th, 2022 to use that code. Affirm, pay at your own pace. 